This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This program uh, is built to accomplish a lot, and I'm looking forward to helping it get back there. Hey, welcome to the Husker Cuzcast Sports Show, the official podcast of HuskerHype.com. Justin here along with the cousins, Derek and Tyler. Also joining us is Stephen Huff, who covers basketball, I'm sorry, covers baseball for HuskerHype.com. Welcome, Stephen. Hey, thanks for having me, fellas. Well, thanks for joining us. Hey, uh, you also co-host a radio show with our friend Carter Donahue on KRNU2. Tell us about that. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty much what you guys do. We cover local sports in Nebraska, cover uh, basketball, baseball, uh, and football, the main ones. And then uh, we go on the national scene to the professional levels uh, as well, NFL, NBA, uh, mostly. Uh, but I will say Carter's a lot better at that than I am. So he, he definitely carries the show, that's for sure. Well, I'm sure you hold your own. Uh, getting back to baseball. So with all the snow in Lincoln right now, tell us about the difficulties and struggles of preseason practice uh, and the impact there. Yeah, I mean, this happens all across the Midwest, and I think uh, it's become somewhat of a problem for Nebraska, but they haven't been able to practice outside uh, only a couple times the past few weeks, um, just with all the snow that hits, all the winter storms uh, that carry on into the spring. And so then when transitioning over to the West Coast and playing these teams that have been playing outside and been accustomed to playing uh, normal baseball, it, it's a, there are a couple steps behind, not only because they haven't played really for months, but then on top of it, they're inside when they practice. So it's definitely a, a different feel for them, and it takes time for them to adjust. And you see that in their record. They, they struggle early, and then they continually grow and get better, and then you typically have a good middle and end to the season, uh, especially when compared to about now losses last year's team you know we lost Dake Myers, Schleppenbach, Burkamper and amongst others uh, whose shoes are going to be the hardest to fill this year yeah I think you know Burkamper might be tough but I think obviously the most important one to fill is Jake Myers and that's just because he brought so much versatility to the team uh, he was the ace pitcher for Nebraska a guy Erstad could really depend on to go uh, throughout the game really pitch strong and then obviously at the plate and playing center field great defensively and one of the best hitters if not the best hitter uh, for Nebraska the past two years. So it's going to be really tough to fill those shoes. But Ben Klenke is one of those guys that Erstad expects to come in and play center field uh, and replace Myers. And I think he has the ability to do so. Um, he was outshined a little bit last year by Mojo Hagi. 
Um, but I think he'll come in just fine. And then on the mound, I think Luis Alvarado is who they're trying to transition into their Friday night starter and really become that power pitcher uh, that Erstad can rely on for some solid innings uh, starting the weekend. Are there some other guys that you see uh, stepping up to make an impact? Yeah, I, I mentioned Burger Camper is going to be a tough one to fill. I think guys like uh, Matt Waldron, who had a tough year last year after a really good freshman year, I think this could be an opportunity for him to really step up and make a name for himself within the staff. But then uh, Matt Warren is a guy uh, who I'm sure we'll see on throughout the year. A graduate transfer from Creighton has loads of success there uh, coming off of Tommy John surgery. I think if he comes back from injury as uh, planned, I think he could be a serious threat for Nebraska uh, on the mound. Derek. Okay, you mentioned Mojo Haggy. He was kind of a fan favorite last year. I, maybe it was because of his name. Maybe it was because of what he did on the field. He was fun to watch on the defensive side. I seen him like make a lot of great plays. He was a little inconsistent at the plate, I thought. He kind of swung at some pitches maybe out of the zone that probably shouldn't have been swung at. But I, everybody does it. He was a freshman. Can, can he continue to, to improve and be a little more consistent at the plate this year? Yeah, and I think this is going to be a great year for Mojo. You mentioned his defensive ability. Uh, it seemed, seemed like he was a vacuum out there in whatever corner he played. Anything near him, he caught. And, and then offensively, uh, he was a serious threat on the base pass and got on base. Um, each game, it seemed like he was carrying a streak of uh, continued, uh, and people looked for that. Uh, but you're right, he did chase pitches out of the zone, and this was a team trend. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if he can show a little bit more plate discipline because he's a bad at the top of the lineup that Nebraska really needs and needs to be able to rely on. And if he can figure that out, I, I think that he'll be all right, and I think the team will have a lot of success uh, because of that too. All right. I'm hearing good things about Jackson Hallmark. Uh, can he or any other freshman, whether it be true freshman or redshirt freshman, come in and be as good as Mojo was last year? Now, as good as Mojo, I don't know, because that was an incredible year. Uh, for a guy who was a true freshman, but I think one you might look at is a redshirt freshman, Jeff Athey, uh, 6'3", uh, infielder. He, he's good at the plate, had a good fall. He came off an injury from last year, so if he can come back from an injury, I think that will be huge. I think he adds uh, a lot of ability all around, but then you mentioned Hallmark. Outside of that, uh, I think that's what we're going to learn these first two weekends or so uh, of, of the season is who is that freshman? Who is that young guy, that new face that can come up and really propel the team into a consistent level and really help them take that next step in the Big Ten? Okay. Uh, with Lungsman out with Tommy John surgery, we just found that out here within the last couple of weeks. Uh, Jake Myers was drafted by Houston. We mentioned Burr Camper graduated. Jake Hohen sees being taken off into uh, the bullpen. Luis Alvarado has kind of been named as the ace. And you kind of mentioned uh, Warren, transfer, that transfer mm -hmm. from Creighton. What's the rest of the uh, rotation going to look like this year? Yeah, and hopefully, you know, Warren is able to come back from injury and pitch well because that would make it a lot easier for Erstad. But after that, I mean, you, you maybe look at Robbie Palkert, who pitched well last year. He's an experienced guy, a junior, uh, that could come in and, and throw some valuable innings. But then... A guy I mentioned earlier, Matt Waldron, phenomenal freshman year, uh, took a step back, had a somewhat of a sophomore slump with the inconsistencies. But he's a guy that if he can find that form again, I think he could be dangerous on the mound 
uh, for Nebraska. They wanted him to be the midweek starter last year. It didn't work out. Uh, but I think with that experience, and maybe it humbled him a bit, maybe it made him work harder, and I think he could come back and have a nice bounce-back year for this year. Awesome. Okay, so I'm going to go back to the offensive side of the ball here a little bit. Uh, you know, last year Nebraska ranked 250th out of 295 NCAA teams with only 25 home runs. The struggles seem to have gotten even worse as we hit postseason where we couldn't even hardly get on base, yet alone hit home runs. Uh, what's what's this coaching staff doing to improve the offense, uh, the offense and maybe hitting the long ball a little bit better and maybe cutting down the strikeouts? Yeah, I think Erstad has recognized this problem and made a nice adjustment. Um, he's mentioned how team strikes out just way too much for a team that doesn't have power, and you can't just produce that power overnight, especially losing a guy like Ben Miller, who was really that uh, source of power for Nebraska, and losing Myers, one of the best bats, if not the best on the team. So they're showing a little bit more plate discipline this year. They want to uh, eliminate chasing pitches out of the zone as much as they did, uh, reduce those strikes out, strikeout rates, excuse me. And if they're able to do that, even if it's working a walk, just getting on base is what's important for this team because then you give everyone else behind you a chance and so I think plate discipline is the theme that we're going to have to pay attention to for Nebraska because if they show that plate discipline, this team could be very uh, very lethal and dangerous moving forward. Awesome. Uh, Tyler, you got any questions for him? Yeah, I, I think I'm going to start here. Looking at the Big Ten uh, this year, who do you see as our main competition if we want to repeat as Big Ten champs? I think Indiana is going to be that powerhouse out of the Big Ten. They're the favorites right now to win the Big Ten. Uh, that doesn't mean Nebraska can't compete with them, but I think that's going to be their toughest competition. Uh, but then Maryland and Minnesota are in there, and I know you guys are going to hate this, but even Iowa uh, might give some teams some fits. So as much as I hate to say it, and I know you guys don't want to hear it, I think those are some teams that can really contend with Nebraska and make things more difficult than what maybe we hope they are going to be. Yeah, no one wants to see Iowa succeed. <laughs> uh, th that That's the truth. So Okay, let's get down to brass taxes. What can we expect for this team for as far as end results? I think it's going to be a similar year than similar year to last year. Um, maybe not as many wins, but I, I I think it'll be around the same. Um, but I don't see why this team can't compete at the top of the Big Ten. I know a lot of people project them to finish fourth right now, but they come back and everyone from their bullpen is the same yeah they have to figure out the back end with Lindsman out of it with injury for the year uh but I think that'll solve itself and I, I think we're gonna see guys step up so with the solid bullpen and, and the new offensive approach I think there's a lot of potential for Nebraska this year and I think this is a crucial year into taking that next step uh, where they compete on the national level rather than just within the Big Ten let's hope they let's hope they win Big again. Let's hope they repeat. That's what I want to see. Damn it. Yeah, I think there's a chance for it, honestly. Yeah. Well, let's talk uh, about uh, near-term expectations. This weekend in Arizona, uh, we got games against UC Riverside and Washington State. How do you yes. see this series going? You know, they faced off against UC Riverside last year. It was supposed to be a four-game series to open up the year. Uh, two games got rained out, and so they ended up splitting the series one-to-one -one against uh, Riverside, and I wouldn't be surprised to see that happen again. I think Washington State uh, is a beatable team. I think Nebraska coming into this, we worry about them because they've had slow season starts uh, the past two years, going two and four uh, to start the past 
past two years, actually, uh, three and nine in each of those as well. So you worry about them starting slow. And like we mentioned at the top of the podcast, you know, that transition from inside to outside and not just going through the motions anymore, but actually playing competitive baseball. Um, it takes time. But I think realistically, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if they finished the weekend three and one. I think every Husker fan would take three and one, uh, especially given our you know, terrible starts in previous seasons. So th- I think that's a good weekend. Uh, what about the rest of the non-conference schedule? What other teams out there are really going to test Nebraska? Yeah, I mean, you worry about the slow start, and then after that first weekend, they have to figure it out quick because the Big Ten Pac-12 Challenge is the following weekend where they play Oregon State and Utah. Uh, they faced off against these two teams last year uh, and went 1-3 and three against them. Oregon State, we know, is going to be a team that will most likely be in Omaha, a very talented team, and Utah is going to give Nebraska some fits too, uh, just like they did last year. So I think we're going to learn a lot about them uh, the second weekend of play because those are teams that compete on the national level, especially Oregon State. So with the uh, we'll kind of get a scale of that to see how they compete against uh, Oregon State. Hey, whatever happened to that uh, Oregon State pitcher last year that had a little bit of legal trouble? Yeah, Do you know I, if he's with the team? or I have no idea. I, I should actually look that up. I don't know if he's still with the team or not. Yeah, that's, you know, he, had a, he had a great year and yeah. can't rape people. That's bad. Yeah, that's a good call. <laughs> I probably shouldn't do that. <laughs> yeah, hey, uh, so I, I want to ask you something about uh, Big Ten coverage. Uh, of college baseball here. Big Ten Network just sucks when it comes to college baseball. (laughs) College baseball is so great. Uh, You flip over to SEC Network, they're showing games, college baseball games during college baseball season instead of, you know, whatever the hell Big Ten Network is doing. Why is that? You know, I think it's uh, a multitude of things. Cop-out answer is the weather. I think, obviously, down south, you have better weather at the beginning of the year, so you're going to get a better product on the field. You're going to get more games, uh, more coverage. Uh, but as the season goes on, obviously that factor is eliminated. Uh, really, I think it just comes down to the product on the field. Nebraska uh, and Indiana are really the only two teams that have the ability to compete at that national level. And even Nebraska hasn't done that uh, as of late. And then you got some bottom of the tier teams that just really don't make noise uh, around the around the national level at all. Whereas you go to the SEC, you have Vanderbilt, South Carolina, historic programs who you see frequently in Omaha. Uh, and I think it's just a separation of really good baseball versus above average baseball. And so until one of these, some of these programs can develop these players into a better product on the field, I think we will see uh, the difference in the coverage of it all. I do not like your logical answer. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I guess we can continue to look forward to watching replays of gym, men's gymnastics, I guess. Yeah, for 1990 football games. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's terrible. Hey, uh, do you guys have any final thoughts on uh, baseball this year? Any last questions you got to get in? Uh, sure. This is your like, chance. Sure. I, I, Go ahead. I'll, I'll, uh, I'd like to get into Scott Shriver a little bit. Uh, I, I hear he's dropping a lot of weight. Uh, he's, can, can he get back to his sophomore year where – I mean, last year he only hit seven home runs. Can he get back up a little bit, like more like a sophomore year? Yeah, you would hope so. Um, but it's interesting. I mean, last year he hit 
what 330, which was actually an improvement on his uh, his year before that. Um, but his on base percentage went down, and maybe that's because uh, you know the slugging got to him a little bit. Maybe he was chasing pitches he shouldn't have. He had 16 home runs, as you mentioned, uh, two years ago, and then dropped off in the power back to set or only to only seven, uh, and the slugging percentage dropped off about uh, 0.15. So it, it was a drastic change. But with the new plate discipline that Erstad wants to implement, I wouldn't be surprised to see Schreiber not go for the power. I mean, we're going to learn a lot these first few weekends, but I might you might see more of Schreiber really focusing on just getting on base because that seems to be the team game plan, at least heading into the season. Okay. Well, I also seen that uh, Tampa Bay had drafted him in the 26th round. Uh, what, what made him decide to come back? instead of just going to the uh, major leagues? You know, I think, obviously, he wants to bolster that draft stock, but he, he saw guys in front of him uh, years before that have come back despite being drafted. Jake Myers was drafted. He came back, and his draft stock went up. Ben Miller, uh, one of the leaders on the teams, was drafted and came back and valued getting that degree, valued being one of those leaders on the team. And, and I don't think Scott's any different. I think his game, uh, could, sure, could use some improvement, and his draft stock has a good chance of going up, but also he's just invaluable in the, in the clubhouse. I, I think what he brings to the team as a leader uh, could be huge for this team. And Maybe he wasn't satisfied with how the team finished, winning the Big Ten last year, the regular season, but then uh, an underwhelming postseason play. He didn't want to leave with that sour taste in his mouth. Uh, I think he really believes in this team, and I think that's what Nebraska needs. So uh, I think it's great that Scott came back. Absolutely. So is, is there any relation to the incoming freshman of uh, Max Schreiber and Scott? You know, I, I don't know for sure. Different states. Um, but I'm assuming Schreiber's not that common of a name, right? No, they, they have to not. be related somehow. What are the odds they both play baseball, both have the same last name, and both go to the same university? That's and maybe that's part, if they are, you know, related, maybe that's why Scott came back a little bit, wants to be a mentor to Max. Uh, I don't know for sure, but I imagine they are at least related somewhat. Maybe cousins. Okay. Nice. Maybe you guys can, if they are cousins, get them on the get them on the podcast. Damn right. <laughs> Let's get some more cousin experience. Yeah. Oh my goodness! Yeah, it'd be like cousin Husker Cuzcast times two or something. Whatever. <laughs> you want to check your math there, Justin? <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> All right, well, hey, I'll, I'll leave you alone Nebraska. about Scott Schreiber. Go ahead, Justin. <laughs> hey, let's move on to Nebraska ball. Uh, Nebraska, we had a big win tonight against Maryland, 170-66. Uh, gets us to 20 wins. Tyler, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, that's a big deal. I mean, we, we, this is the first time we hit 20 wins since 1992. Um, the 92-93 season is the last time we hit 20 wins. Uh you know, you look at the the goals of the season of the Huskers making the tournament. Um, you, you know, you look at since the conference expansion of the tournament um, or the NCAA expansion of the tournament, no team has won 20 games and had uh, fewer, seven or fewer conference losses and not made it. So we're in a really good position right now to make the tournament. Um, going into the game, ESPN had us as one of the last four out so i think this definitely builds a resume but it was just a fun game to watch um and i think we've echoed this over the last few weeks this team is just really fun to watch and, and it's led by jp jr um 
Palmer is just playing out of his mind. Uh, I, I don't. I think he ended the second half with 24 points. Um, you know, of scoring, he played amazing in the clutch, drained a couple huge free throws down the stretch. Um, this was not the best FT in the play. And Maryland's a pretty quality opponent, and the fact that we came out with the victory is a huge deal when we're looking at a resume. Derek, oh, especially when you look at how bad we played in that first half. Uh, I, the way we played in that first half, I did not think we came to play. I, I knew we were a second-half team. We've been playing better in the second half pretty much most of the year. But the way they played in that second half was just amazing. I mean, they just dominated Maryland for the most part. They, but, but Maryland just wouldn't go away. They just kept staying in it and kept staying in it. And you kept waiting for that one moment where Nebraska and, and Palmer and Copeland and Watson would just take over and just and just put them out, and they just couldn't seem to do it. But I'll, I'll take a four point victory. Hell, it covered the spread. I, th- I think by game time the the spread was only two points. Mm-hmm. If I if I had been a betting man, I'd have put some money on Nebraska on that. I'd have been biting my nails off by the <laughs> end of this game. But you know, I had listened to uh, part of the first half over the radio broadcast, and they mentioned if I heard it correctly. They said that all five of the Maryland starters were four-star athletes coming out of high school. Now, I think that's impressive how we just, you know, we played like we belonged against them. And maybe it would have been different on the road. I tend to think it wouldn't have been. But, you know, the way that we can compete against all these other teams uh, with four-star athletes or even better. You know, we. I think we can compete with anybody. Stephen, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, well, starting with tonight's game, I, I mean, I was like you guys, I was nervous. Uh, I didn't know if Nebraska could really pull it out. I expected them to, um, but I, I agree. I, I think they are a competitive team. They've improved as the year goes on, especially defensively. I'm really impressed with, um, especially looking at last year, how they uh, compared to this year. They, they've improved uh, incredibly. Uh, but I think this is a dangerous team. I think think it's almost a lock that they are in the tournament, especially with the rest of the schedule. Nebraska should win out. Now I say that and probably just jinxed them, but <laughs> they, you know they're, they're a competitive team, and they're fun to watch. The atmosphere here in Lincoln, uh, finally people care about basketball, and I don't see why Nebraska shouldn't be in the tournament, especially with the other bubble teams. I, I think Nebraska's resume stacks up with the best of them uh, when looking at those teams, so I really do think Nebraska should be in the tournament, and I think they have a chance to really give people hell in the tournament. You know, I, I agree with you. However, you know, uh, I have to hold back a little bit when I'm looking at these national pundits when they're doing their bracketology. And, you know, Nebraska's not in there. You know, they're first four out at best, at best, and they may not even be there. Tyler? I, I, I agree with you, Justin, that that is this. Alarmy, but I just believe to my core that with the way Nebraska's six win in a row, um, Stephen, you point out that we have a very winnable season. I mean, we could end the season realistically winning nine in a row. Um, even if we drop a game, winning eight out of nine to end the season, that that's a huge accomplishment. And I just don't think the committee is going to look and say they are going to keep the fourth best team in the Big Ten out of the tournament. Um, I, I really want to be in the position, though, 
And what I'm hoping is that we do win out to end any, you know, controversy of us making the tournament. Because I don't want to see us have to win in the Big Ten tournament. I want to see this be a done product. Um, you know, we we are it's brewing with uh, Michigan and Nebraska being four or five matchup in the Big Ten tournament that that's been brewing now for about three weeks. The way we embarrass Michigan, I'm not looking forward to that rematch. And I I'm really hoping we have sowed our bid by the time the Big Ten tournament comes around. Well, what sucks about the whole thing is, you know, we don't even control our destiny there. You know, we, we have to do what we can do by winning out, but we also need, we need some other teams to lose. So we got to pray that some of these teams ahead of us lose to get that shot because it would be a shame. I mean, wouldn't it be a disaster if we went out and we or went out regular season and we still don't make the tournament is a number one seed in the NIT. Is that a consolation prize to you? guys do you care about that i think it'd be cool i think it'd be cool i think yeah i mean it's not the ncaa tournament but just you mentioned teams losing i think we are we are rooting for michigan right now Uh, michigan has a game against ohio state i think this weekend in ann arbor we need michigan to win that game we need michigan that win to look as good as possible true um and if if we can get even if we go two out of three down the stretch and drop a game but we, we need a, as quality of a win as possible. We don't need Michigan limping to the finish line. I I think if we drop a game, I think that almost seals our fate that we don't get in. I'm, uh, you guys probably disagree. Steven, what do you think? No, I mean, I tend to agree with you. I think, you know, already on the bubble, and then if they're going to see a loss to Illinois or Penn State late, uh, the committee might leave them out because of that. And I don't think that's a... Maybe they haven't done their due diligence on that. Maybe that's not fair to Nebraska, but you just kind of have that gut feeling of they proved so much already, and yet they're not even considered to be a team that should be in in a lot of people's eyes. So if they lose one of these games, I think that's just going to you know, supply more people with ammunition for that narrative of why they shouldn't be, why they shouldn't be in the, in the uh, March Madness tournament. But uh, I do like Nebraska's chances, like I said. I mean, these, and one thing I really like that I forgot to mention earlier is these close games, yeah, they're not pretty, but those are invaluable going into the tournament because everyone's going to give you a run for their money in the tournament. And having that close game experience late in games uh, goes a long way. And I think that if they do make the tournament, that could be really uh, valuable for the team moving forward. Well, let's, hope, let's, hope if, uh, let's hope if we make the tournament that 10 miles don't get kicked out of the game again. <laughs> <laughs> that that would be nice. That would be nice. I, 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 you know, we look back at 2012. I, I'm getting to the point. It's not enough just to make the tournament. I want to see us win. And one thing I like about this team is that with all the national pundits saying, you're not in, you're not in. This team has kind of embraced this underdog role. Um, I, I think 2012, when we made the tournament, there may have been a little bit of happy to be there. I think this team probably has a little bit of chip on their shoulder. And I, I am really, really hoping that this team finishes the season strong, shows in the Big Ten tournament, and we actually get a victory and get that stupid never-winning NCAA March Madness game off of us. You know, Derek had posed a question to us uh, off the podcast, and it was something to the extent, Derek, help me uh, if I screw this up, but would you rather have a deep run in the NIT or... Uh, make the NCAA 
uh, tournament and lose in the first round. Well, and, and, and by deep run, I kind of meant make, making it to the Final Four or making it to the Finals or even possibly winning it. I mean, you really see Nebraska. Would you rather see Nebraska do really well in an NIT tournament or just get beaten in the first round of the NCAA tournament and go home crying like every other time we make it? Steven, do you have a thought on that? You know, I, I'm torn on this. Obviously, you want to see the team uh, do well and uh, but I, I think March Madness, I mean, that's a tournament everyone everyone looks for. No one says, you know, come March time, I want to be playing in the NIT and I want to make a run. They all say, I want to be on primetime television. I want to be playing in March. Even if you get bounced out of the first round, uh, people are watching that game. People are caring about it. Uh, it would get some more hype around Nebraska. Sure, they lose and they don't get the outcome they want. But at least being on that scene and hopefully being competitive it could help the program moving forward more than I think an NIT uh, run would. Absolutely. I, I completely agree with you. You said it way better than what I would have said <laughs> it. Uh, you know, the NIT, nobody's filling out brackets for the NIT unless you're in Nebraska and Nebraska makes the NIT, then everybody's <laughs> filling out an NIT bracket. But, yeah, I I would love for Nebraska to have an opportunity. Just get get in the, get in the field. See what happens, even if you lose, whatever. You're, you're there. It's a big deal. You know, our last time that we were there was 2012, and that was still a big year for us in the basketball land, you know? It's, it's a big deal. Nobody cares about the NIT. When's the last time we made the NIT? The, I, the, sad, part, the sad part is we already have more wins this year than we had in 2012, and we made the tournament in 2012. Well, yeah. We had some pretty cute... Uh, upsets there also down the stretch aka, AKA beating wisconsin at home which exactly. was exactly a, a game that i still remember so well it's pretty it's pretty bad that our whole season's being uh shunned because we lost to kansas by one point at home if we could just finish yeah. that game if we finish that game there's no question we're in baylor beat the hell out of kansas this weekend <sighs> okay <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> Steven, do you have any final thoughts? No, I think you guys said it all well. I mean, uh, with this Nebraska team, I think they can be dangerous, and I'm just praying uh, that Michigan win looks well, looks great heading into the uh, Big Ten tourney. And I, I, I agree with Tyler. I think Nebraska needs to wrap this up in the regular season because if they are relying on the tournament, uh, I think that might be rougher than people expect it to be. Completely agree. Well, speaking of wrapping up, we're going to wrap it up around here. Uh, Steven, thank you so much for stopping by and visiting with us. We'd love your uh, baseball knowledge there, and I uh, hope you come back. Yeah, thanks. Anytime you guys want me, I'll be here. Great. Hey, throw out your Twitter handle so people can follow you. Okay. Steven, well, well you know, I mean, it's hard to spell, so, so we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll figure that out. With Steven underscore Huff one, if anyone wants to follow all right, we'll, we'll, we'll get your Twitter handle out there also. Speaking of Twitter handles, be sure you follow the Husker Cuzcast on Twitter, at Husker Cuzcast. Like us on Facebook. You can find all of our episodes on Podbean and on iTunes. Make sure you check out HuskerHype.com for all the latest in Husker news, to include a, including all of Stephen Huff's articles on baseball. <laughs> on behalf of Derek and Tyler, we want to thank everybody for listening. We'll see you next week. And as always, go Big Red. Go Big Red! Go Big Red!